We respect very much Canada's independent judiciary. However, we do not agree with this decision and respectfully, we will be appealing it. Okay, so maybe not a surprise that was Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland yesterday confirming that this federal court decision regarding the government's invocation of the Emergencies Act two years ago will be appealed. We'll see what the Supreme Court of Canada has to say. I mean, this is a, a thoughtful analysis from the federal court. I mean, for an appeal to succeed, you know, there have to be some error in law that the federal court made here. But maybe the, the Supreme Court does need to have the final say. Uh, but ultimately, this is about revisiting that decision for sure. But I think it's also a question moving forward as to uh, how the Emergency Act needs to be worded and structured you know, whether we need to, to change how all of this works, the question about how we handle disruptive protests and, and all of those issues. So joining us to discuss more with regard to the follow-up of all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Michael Kempa, criminologist at the University of Ottawa. Professor Kempa, good to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Okay, thanks. So let me get your, your thoughts, your reaction, first of all, to that decision yesterday. I think the main thing for me was I felt that the federal court could either easily go either way. Mm -hmm. precisely for the reason that the Emergencies Act is so out of date and so ambiguously worded that it really is subject to being interpreted in either direction. We saw that in Rulo's report where he said, well, there's the thresholds, the government just barely meets them, but somebody else with the exact same information I have might come to a different conclusion. And that's exactly what happened with the federal court with Justice Mosley, he had the agreement of facts, that yep. he had a legal protest that spiraled out of control because of poor management, most especially at the level of the city of Ottawa and province of Ontario, not enforcing the laws on the books. And then we had the invocation of the Emergencies Act. And Rulo said, lack of action justifies the EA. And now we have Mosley saying, I'm sorry, lack of action, just because you chose not to use the laws on the books doesn't mean that you can move to this law here. It's an interesting finding because we've seen other cases where, you know, government laws have been struck down as unconstitutional. This isn't a question of the law's constitutionality. It's more about how the government interpreted and chose to use the law. So that, that makes for a different kind of conversation here, doesn't it? Well, that's exactly right. Nobody has suggested that the Emergencies Act in totality is a piece of legislation that's not in compliance with the Charter. Its application in this case was not compliant with uh, its standards for use, number one, and specific charter rights, most especially around freedom of assembly, uh, or rather expression, and our charter right not to be subject to unreasonable search and seizure of our property. And this is the freezing of the bank accounts that caused so much controversy, not only for Mosley, but for Rulo as well. That was a very puzzling decision. Yeah, you know, the, the federal court decision yesterday, and I mean, it sort of gets to where maybe the, the court decision and the inquiry aren't that far apart, because the judge actually says, uh, you know, prior to all of this, he was leaning to the view that the decision to invoke the act was reasonable. He says, you know, had I been at the table at the time, I might have agreed with the decision to, to invoke the act. So we do have the benefit of hindsight here and, you know, more time to do a really extensive review of, of all the facts and, and the law. So we are also operating like he's, like the judge says, with that benefit of hindsight here. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, there's no doubt 
One of the stranger phrases right at the end of his judgment that followed along from what you just said, Rob, was the judge said, as a matter of fact, I even have more information than the government did, the government and council did when they made this decision. Now, I think that's a little puzzling because I can't see how the government could have been expected to consider information that the judge himself says that they did not have. The point, though, is you're absolutely right. For Rulo, he says there's these thresholds, and the government just barely passes these thresholds. Other people might not even agree with me. It's that much of a slim line. And Mosley basically says there's these same thresholds. I agree with Rulo, but they just don't quite get there. But it's not as though they were operating at a level just way away from the thresholds. And then even says, and I understand I might be overturned at appeal. So I think what that really adds up to is that'll show you that the Emergencies Act is no longer a effective piece of legislation. It's out of date from the mid-1980s, 2024 now, and there are many threats to the security of Canada that simply did not technically exist as a matter of technical possibility in 1985. And consider, for example, the fact that there was no mainstream Internet, apart from a few military organizations that had preliminary versions of intranets, in 1985. Mm-hmm. So does does the law need to change, and if so, how? So the answer to that is yes. Uh, we have, through the Rouleau Commission and in all manner of academic journals and constitutional papers and all these sorts of things, people have been calling for reform to the EA uh, for at least a decade and a half. Now, no government has touched it because it is, uh, as the former director of CSIS, uh, Dick Fadden, said, there's no votes in it. I mean, if you start meddling around with emergency legislation uh, and you get it wrong, I mean, you might lose votes. If you get it right, who's really going to reward you unless they see in times of emergency that your brilliant additions to the law save them from something? What's the probability of that? Almost nil. So it's political dynamite to touch the Emergencies Act, and now that you've got a government that's accused or actually found in court to have breached the charter in its wrongful application of the Emergencies Act, I can't imagine a scenario other than supreme self-sacrifice in the public interest where the Trudeau government would say, guess what, we're going to overhaul the Emergencies Act. The first accusation will, of course, be, well, you were just found to have breached it, so now you're going to change it for your own purposes. Right. But, I mean, look, if the Supreme Court upholds this decision, you know, the government's going to have to, aren't they? Not not before there would be an election. I think... So Mm -hmm. let's assume that the Poilievre conservatives form government next time. This would be a natural task for them to take on Mm -hmm. to say we're going to correct what went wrong before. Let's assume the inverse, that there's some massive turnaround in the polls sparked by... Uh, I don't know, imagine what series of events, but Trudeau miraculously pulls off a fourth mandate, first since Louis Saint Laurent and all of that. Then perhaps he could tackle the EA thing, I've got a mandate to do this. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Michael, we'll leave it there. Appreciate your input on all this. Thanks for joining us here this morning.